It is exactly 8.29 on Metro FM Talk. Moving on to our last segment for this evening. Now, this is something that we are all interested in, whether you are a naturalized South African or you hope to one day be, but you are living in this land right now. We're focusing on the Department of Home Affairs tonight. Uh, We have them under the microscope. Now, they are working on a number of solutions to cut down on the queues that we not only see, but oftentimes find ourselves caught in at their offices around the country. Now, this is according to the Minister of Home Affairs, Dr. Aaron Mutsualedi. He also said that the department is on a journey to modernize all of its back-end legacy systems and automate all the front-end processes to issue vital documents. So certainly sounding like um, the Department of Home Affairs is also uh, gearing up and and, uh, keeping touch with the the technology and innovation. And we do have Dr. Mutsualedi with us on the line. A very good evening to you, Doctor. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Good evening, Tammy, and good evening to the listeners. If you could just raise the volume a little bit, I'm hearing it from a little bit of a distance. Ah, all right. I hope this will be sounding a whole lot better for you. Oh, yeah. Is, yeah. It, is, is it good? Better. Awesome. Better. Yeah. Now, as, as we start, Minister, like the issue of, of long queues has been there for, for quite a while. It's it's one of the traditional hallmarks of going to home affairs. If you're going to drive past home affairs, it's like driving past SARS sometimes when it's time for tax filing season. Uh, the queue sometimes going outside the actual building itself, outside the actual gate. So it's quite worrisome for a lot of South Africans. And, and I see that this is something that you as the minister have prioritized. So what are your plans on, on how to, to minimize the frustration that South Africans experience when going to home affairs? Indeed, Tammy, it, it is worrisome. But remember that we are the only department in the whole country where every citizen of this country has to visit us a minimum of four times, uh, you know, in their lifetime. When babies need certificate, they have to come to home affairs. When people turn 16, regardless of who they are, as long as they are South Africans and they turn 16, they need IDs, they come to home affairs. When people get married, they've got to get married certificate, they come to home affairs. When somebody passes on, you've got to go to home affairs to get a, 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 a death certificate. So it's quite a lot of activities. And the, one of the biggest reasons why there are these long queues is because quite a number of systems in home affairs were, were manually operated. We are moving, as we have already said during the introduction, to, to, to modernize and move to electronic systems. It is a process, but it has already started. Remember that the other reason is because even people who got their IDs long ago, remember uh, immediately after the democratic elections, we moved to the green barcoded ID because people used to have different IDs depending on your type, depending on whether you live in an independent state, depending on how you are black, white, colored, Indian, we, we had different IDs. We had to give one ID, which is the green barcoded ID. But it was soon realized that it has got problems. It can be fraud. People play fraud with it. Then the government decided to move to what is called a smart ID card, which is very difficult to forge or defraud. Now, in 2013, when uh, people were starting to migrate to the green ID card, 38 million South Africans needed to do that, meaning 
38 million people need to visit home affairs to change their ID to the smart ID card. And, and, and since 2013, only 13 million of these smart, smart ID cards have been issued. We are still remaining with 25 million people who need those smart ID cards. Secondly, people who turn 16 every year, whoever turns 16, has to go, has to go and take an ID and and because we have started the smart ID card, we have got to move them there also. But now there are 412 home affairs offices in the whole country, but only 193 up to so far can issue the smart ID card, and that's where most of the people go because to to to, to issue a smart ID card, you need a lot of sophisticated equipment which we are still putting up in, in many other offices. Like this year, we are going to add 29 more offices which are well-equipped. We call them modernized offices, uh, 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 which, have got, which can do a leaf capture of, of your biometrics and all your information mm-hmm. and, and your demographics to, in order to send them to, to home affairs. So it is a process uh, which is mm-hmm. ongoing. It is a bit of a problem, though, as you've said, Minister, there that there's still 25 million South Africans who don't have their smart ID cards. But when you explain the fact that, you know, half of the the Home Affairs officers actually don't have the capacity to give and, and issue these cards, it, it does make sense. I, I don't understand you. What I'm saying is the fact that you said there are 38 million South Africans that need to get uh, the cards, but there's still 25 million who still don't have the cards. But not all the Home Affairs officers actually have the ability to issue out the cards. So the more Home Affairs that you have that are able to help South Africans, the better the uptake will hopefully be. And more South Africans will go for those safer um, and, and more efficient smart ID cards. That was the point that I was making there. Well, the truth is that we are able, our capacity at the moment is to issue 3 million per annum. We are only able to issue 3 million smart ID cards per annum. That's why I said it's a process. And I said the reason is to issue that smart ID card, you need sophisticated connections. And you are aware that we still have far rural areas in this country where connectivity is still a problem, whether you talk of home affairs or any other department. So I said, out of the 412 home affairs offices, 193 have been well equipped to issue that smart IT card, passports, etc. Not every office can do that. But this year, in trying to increase capacity, we are going to add 29 more offices that will be modernized to start also issuing that process. But in addition, the banks in South Africa, Tani, uh, 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 are very fond of the smart ID card because they said every year they lose 50 million rand due to identity fraud. But they've discovered that if all their clients move on to the smart ID card, that identity fraud uh, is markedly reduced. So for that reason, the banks have also said we can use them. So apart from going to a home affairs office, those who can, who have got bank accounts, can apply online to their bank you don't have to go there. You do it online. Hmm. On a particular day, they call you to take your biometrics. They send them to home affairs. We check them. 
and then we send back the smart ID card to the bank. So South Africans can also get this particular service in the banks. That That is really amazing. That That's amazing and very efficient and, and time-saving as well uh, for South Africans. But you spoke now about the issue of identity theft as well as identity fraud. I understand that you were in Mpumalanga and you were embarking there on an outreach program where you handed over enabling documents to, to victims of such. Uh, tell us more about that. Yes, yes, Tammy. I, we came across a woman uh, from Hazyview in Pumalanga who had a very amazing story. She had four children, and uh, but in the home affairs document, it was recorded that she had seven children. Mm. which means three more children which she doesn't know were added, you know. As if that was not enough, she delivered her last born of the four children who, who are hers. She delivered her last born on, 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 on in March, uh, March 1999. But when she went to take a birth certificate, they said, no, we can't give this child a birth certificate because in December 1998, you delivered a baby boy. You can't deliver another one three months later. And she was puzzled. She said, no, I never delivered in December 1998. They said, according to our records here, you actually did. She went to the police station. She reported the matter. Police opened the case. They gave her a case number. And and nothing came out of it. She worked on her own, on her own intelligence around the whole area of Hazy View. And she actually, after 20 years, found those three children who they are. And she found that, unfortunately. They are not South Africans. And they even gave her the name of the gentleman who who, who, who was a, who is helping people to issue IDs. And she went to the house of that gentleman. Guess what? She found that the man had just passed on. He's no longer with us in this world. So he couldn't explain. But when she arrived in that house, she found the box full of IDs. Wow. Because the wife gave her the box and said, no, this man works with these things. And uh, she, because she believes it's a, it's a work. So what does it mean? It means he was, he was having a scam, which could only be successful when home affairs officials are working with her. So that lady had the boy, uh, I mean, that boy who was born in 1999, for 20 years, he couldn't get an ID, he couldn't get a certificate, and he only wrote metrics through avidavits, etc. But of course, when I came across her, within 48 hours, we were able to help her. And then she said, but minister, I'm not the only one. In that area, that seems to be the order of the day. When we, we look at the story time, I think we can follow it up to when there was war in Mozambique and people crossing over to run away from the war. You know, you remember the war that was staged by Renamo yeah. against uh, Frelimo, against the government of Mozambique. People were crossing over and many of them in a dire need for identification and to be citizens. Uh, has to get involved in this type of schemes. So I thought the best thing is to go to that area and wake up on how we solve these type of problems. So that lady uh, agreed to be our ambassador to help us identify all the women who were having these problems. And that's why I went to that area today. You know, Minister, you've touched on such a sensitive issue here because, as this woman rightly said, she's not the only one. She's just the tip of an iceberg of so many individuals who whose identities have been stolen and therefore they cannot move forward with their lives. You know, they can't write uh, their matric, they can't get jobs, they, they can't apply for certain things. 
the big question I have, Minister, is why is it that citizens have to take it upon themselves to be investigators and to solve their own crimes when it's really not within uh, their jurisdiction? Yes, obviously they are the affected parties, so you would be interested in trying to help yourself. But in truth, they shouldn't be doing that. Well, her case was very unfortunate, Tani. But it doesn't mean that Home Affairs is doing nothing to investigate these cases. We are investigating them on everyday basis. We even have, we are, we are the only government department who have got the push for Deputy Director General for fraud. Because, you know, a lot of fraud is practiced in Home Affairs, uh, perhaps more than in other departments. It is exactly 8.43 on Metro FM Talk. Our sincerest apologies. Uh, the money people knocked right in the middle of our conversation. So apologies for that, Minister. Minister, are you still with us? Where systems go down just like that. And people I, get very unhappy with us. I'm telling you, sorry about that, Minister. You were right in the middle of a conversation and then our ad breaks just went on. So you were telling us about the the systems that you've put together internally for the investigations and saying that you as Home Affairs are actually very vigilant as far as uh, making sure that cases of identity theft and fraud are actually dealt with. Um, But I'd like us now to also talk about the issue of fake marriages, uh, that there's an average of about 2,000 fake marriages every year that um, are are, are being recorded. How are you as a department uh, dealing with that at the moment? Indeed, between... April last year and now, there were 2,132 fake marriages. And Home Affairs had to investigate them. And investigating them, they found that out of the 2,132, indeed 1,160 are fake. They've been fraudulently concocted. And there are three ways in which fake marriages come into being. Mm -hmm. Firstly, it might be syndicates. In the Department of Home Affairs, marriage officers, remember that even some religious leaders are given the status to be marriage officers. We have discovered that even some of them do get involved in fraud. That's the first way. The second way can happen via what is called employment agencies. You know, there are many agencies which tell people, we can help you get a job, you know. And people give everything about themselves, all their IDs, all their information they give copies, signatures, fingerprints, etc. And the next moment they take those, they go and sell to people who want a, a, a permanent re- a, a, a citizenship in South Africa. Uh, they sell them for purpose of marriage. So the third way in which it happens is identity fraud, where somebody has impersonated you, is behaving as if they are you because they took your ID. So those are the three ways in which the fake marriage is okay. But there's another there's another uh, type of marriage which is not fake, which called the marriage of convenience. In other words, the people actually that time did get married, but they were marrying for a different reason. For a foreigner who wants citizenship and said, let me marry you, I'll give you money. So it's, it's convenience for both sides. You get money, the person gets citizenship, and thereafter you think will terminate the marriage. Out of these 2,646 women were found to be in that marriage of convenience, mm. uh, according to our investigation, because we found their fingerprints, we found their signatures, we found their photos, that they really got into a marriage, but they wrongly believed. When I don't want the marriage, I just tell them I don't know this guy, 
and the marriage get cancelled. They usually get shocked when you tell them it's not possible. You don't just go to home affairs to cancel a marriage time. Marriages are not cancelled at home affairs. Yes, they are done there, you sign there, but when you want to annul, a, I mean, to cancel a marriage, to the court. I mean, when you want to terminate a marriage, that really took place. You have got to go to the courts, unfortunately. Or, or maybe fortunately, then it's not as easy as, as that. But I'm, I'm wondering, Minister, the, the, foreign, the, the immigrants who are in South Africa, maybe they're here illegally, and let's say they get married then to a South African woman, is it not then able to be picked up the fact that these people are actually in South Africa illegally and they are marrying a, a South African. Are there measures to, to find that out? No, no. That's why I told you that out of the 2,132, I'm just giving for one year. I'll say out of that, 1,162 actually found to be fraudulent. Yes, we did find them. And when you find such a person, they are flagged as an unwanted immigrant. They are if they came with a passport or if they came illegally, they, they have to be sent back home. If they came with a passport or whatever permit, it gets cancelled and they get flagged and, they, you know, they, they are marked. So action does take place, actually. It's not that we just uh, say this is fraud and we stop there. We don't do that. I'd like to open up our lines, uh, you know, to our listeners. If you have um, an issue that you'd like to discuss with the minister, he's here for you, uh, telling us about the work that he's doing in the Department of, of Home Affairs. Give us a call on 089-110-3377. That's 089-110-3377. In conversation with the Minister of Home Affairs, Dr. Aaron Mutsualed. If you've just joined us, we've spoken about the issue of fake marriages. We've spoken about identity fraud. We've spoken about ID documents, as well as the plans that the Department of Home Affairs has in making sure that their systems are, are quicker and easier, less queues, etc. And one thing that I found quite interesting there, Minister, is you're saying that you can actually get your smart ID from your bank. Um, now, now, that was a, a really novel innovation uh, to, to discover this. Yeah, but, 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 but let me explain. Up to now, unfortunately, only 12 branches of banks are using this system, and they are on, all, all of them are in Gauteng. And the, sorry, the 13th one is, is in, in, in Western Cape. Now, to, this year, we are adding 29 more banks, actually, to, to start increasing them. And from April next year, we add 70. So it's something that is new. But for those 13 branches, yes, you can go there. And after we have added the 29 by the end of December, and the, I mean by the end of the financial year, and 70 by the beginning of the next, I mean, the next financial year, then uh, we think the system will be helping us a lot. So basically, it's an issue of asking your bank, do you assist with ID, smart ID application? It's a simple yes or no. <laughs> if you check my budget speech, and I hope they've put it online, I've asked them to do so. To help the citizens, I've actually given the branches in my budget speech. I've given the name of the branches where you can go and get such a service because I was trying to make it easier. I just remember, because in Cape Town is only one, I remember it's at Kennel Walk. If you go to Kennel Walk uh, 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 branch, I think it's branch of APSA, then you'll find such a service. The other thing, outing, if you get my budget speech, you'll find them there. Um, I'd like us to go for another quick break, Minister, but when we come back, if we could talk about the Border Management Authority Bill, uh, if you could yeah. give us more information about that, you want that to be passed and signed into law, how will that help? 
uh, with issues of immigration. Uh, we'll talk about that just after this break with the Minister of Home Affairs, Dr. Aaron Mutualedi, right here on Metro FM Talk. This is Metro FM Talk. It's exactly 8.52 in conversation with the Minister of Home Affairs, Dr. Aaron Mutualedi. Uh, we are also taking your calls live right now on 089-110-3377. Uh, very good evening to you. I think we've got, is it Adam on the line? Hello, good evening, Minister. How are you, sir? Hello, good evening, Minister. Minister Mutualedi? Okay, it looks like we okay. It looks like we have lost the minister on the line, but we will be trying to get him back. Uh, am I speaking to Adam? Yes, speaking. Okay, awesome, Adam. We're trying to get the minister back on the line, um, and as soon as he's back on the line, we'll be able to field uh, your question for you. But in the meantime, what is it in relation to? Well, my my problem is one thing. The minister has such a lot of different uh, perspectives and different categories in the system. The way it works. Okay, we understand there is a huge and high rate of uh, corruption in the system. But what happened is that most of these applicants, when they apply genuinely and properly with every document, they still get rejected until they go to meet whoever there is an attorney or a lawyer who knows who and who, who and who in the home affairs and pay them money. Then the application gets approved. I mean, it's not proper. Those are the high rates where the corruption system has been. Uh, challenging even from the less privileged, like he said, like those who cross from Mozambique and they end up having an ID legally and etc. etc. What have they done, like to cancel some of these project ID? All right. Awesome. I think we've got... All right. Thank you very much, Adam. We do have the the minister on the line. Uh, Minister Adam was saying what has been done to uh, basically get rid of these uh, fraudulent applications. Uh, He is one of those peace people who has been affected by that. Just come again. I was cut off, so I didn't hear you. What have we done about what? Uh, Fraudulent IDs and fraudulent identities. Well... Tell me the reason that the state moved on to do the smart ID was basically because of the realization that the barcoded ID we have got can be defrauded, can be forged, and that's the reason why we moved into it. And and, uh, and after doing that, we still discovered that people still find find a way to try and do this thing. So we have now devised a new biometric method whereby every home affairs official, before they get into the population register to issue a birth certificate, an ID, or a marriage certificate, they have to go in through their fingerprints. That's what we call biometric access control system. Since that system started, it will be very difficult to defraud because we will know which home official has done that. Mm. But these things are new. You know, we, we, in, we put them on as technology gets advanced. But those which happened in the past are still a problem, and we still have to work with society to try and uproot them. All right, great. Let's talk to Dumisho, who's calling us from Pretoria. Dumisho, good evening. My question is how will the Department of Homeless... She's very distant, Khan. She's very distant. You'll have to help me. Uh, Yes, I'll help help you there, Minister. Uh, If you could once again start again, Dumisho. My question to the minister is how will his department monitor if people are illegal immigrants or illegal immigrants? And how will he then um, secure our borders? How will he manage that uh, no one can to your country illegal? 
All right. Thank you very much. If you could listen on the line there, Tumisho. Minister Tumisho was asking, how will you monitor the influx of illegal immigrants into the country and what are you doing to secure our borders? Well, that's where the Border Management Authority comes in. Uh, Tom, you'll be aware that this is not a problem for the Minister of Home Affairs only. It's a, whole, it's a problem of the whole state, of the whole South Africa. So the government, the cabinet agreed that we need to establish a border management authority. Because part of the problem is that, yes, it's true, our borders are very porous. And secondly, it's true that we have got a lot of people who are not documented. Because the problem is not people coming to South Africa. That you can't stop in any part of the world. But the problem is non-documentation, where they are not documented because our borders are porous. Part of the reason is because there are seven departments or entities that are in charge of our borders, and they've got between them 58 acts of parliament which they must apply. Now, that is quite cumbersome. So for that reason, one act is passed called the Border Management Authority Act, which will make sure that we manage the borders, because managing the borders is not only human beings uh, there. It's also human trafficking, trafficking of children, stolen goods, counterfeit goods, etc., etc. So, so that's going to be a very useful authority. So up to so far, the bill has been passed in the, in, in, in the National Assembly. It is still in the National Council of Province, the NCOP. And our work is to go to the NCOP and make sure that they pass the bill through and we start establishing the authority. I've got a question here on Twitter. It's from Hoke. Hoke says, please ask the minister how they wish to address a PR, or there's probably permanent residence holders who are married to South African citizens but have been denied obtaining an ID book. The new requirement says that we must submit the marriage register. However, it's in the possession of the Department of Home Affairs. Three years down the line, the department has not been issuing any, leaving many in limbo. Bank accounts have been suspended and we can hardly support our families. Twelve years in marriage with three children, well documented with the home affairs, but still refused an issue, uh, still refused an ID. I have met all the requirements, um, but this matter is not forthcoming. Well, well Tommy, can you get the details of, of the lady who sent you that? Because we need to go and check. You are getting the story from his side. That's right. You might find a different story from the Home Affairs officials. But when people have got this type of problems, we deal with them individually. Because cases differ from one to the other. Find out exactly what's the reason why that is happening and see how we can help them. So can we? Can you give me details when we finish this talk? You give them to me so that we resolve this issue. I shall certainly do that. Minister, um, I thank you so much for your time this evening. But just before we round off, what would you like to see uh, in the foreseeable future, in the next few years? What is your vision for Home Affairs? Well, there are lots of things, but let me tell you one big one. In order to stop this fraud and all these problems, it starts at birth. I, I am meeting the Minister of Health, Dr. Zuelim Kiz, next week. Together, we are going to launch a program whereby no child in South Africa leaves a hospital without a, a, a birth certificate, a birth certificate which, on which is written who are the parents of this child, where was he born, at what time, what is the address. Once we get that information, it will be extremely difficult in future for anybody to come and forge anything. And, and so that's one of the biggest visions we are having. 
and very soon we'll be coming together with the Department of Health and, and, and have a joint program on that. All right, sounds great. Thank you so much, um, Minister of Home Affairs, Dr. Aaron Mutsualedi. Uh, hopefully Thank you. You, Thank you. you, you Thank will you. doctor home affairs uh, in the same way that uh, his title uh, has commanded him. It is exactly 9 o'clock right here on Metro VM Talk. It's been an absolute pleasure spending the last uh, few hours with you. Do stay tuned. The man behind the jams is here uh, with us. Sintley will be taking you through from 9 to midnight. From myself and the team here at Metro FM Talk, you have yourself a splendid evening further. Goodbye.